An artist's identity and experiences implicitly inform and in some cases even drive the work they create. In capturing the contemporary Black American experience through their work and practice, artists have ensured that the fundamental narrative of American history can be represented in art. We are currently in the middle of Black History Month, a tradition that got its start in the Jim Crow era and was officially recognized in 1976 as it aims to honor the contributions that African-Americans have made and to recognize their sacrifices. To celebrate this month, I wanted to participate through a creative lens. So my coworker Kim Shine from Hyphen and I talked to Gerard Blanks, Milwaukee's film chief innovation officer. And then we went to a few screenings and films for their Black History Month program. We will later discuss our entire experience. And then I dove into the Black experience through theater. Oh, hi, oh, it's you. I was, um, can we pretend like you just didn't see me here? I think I can fit through that. Oh, but I ruined my dress. I think I kind of hate this dress. Do you like it? That was Alexandria Wood, a past contestant from the Next Narrative monologue competition. And we'll get to that in a bit. But for now, let's check in with Gerard Blanks. How would you describe this year's Black History Month program? Intentionally ambitious. Ooh, why ambitious? When we started this whole Black History Month thing we do, when we started it, we started with like one film and it was like a Vell Phillips documentary. And it wasn't even like we were planning to do a Black History Month. It just sort of happened. Mm -hmm. Then the next year we got really intentional about it and said, Mm -hmm. let's kind of really do this. 2020, we did it big. Mm -hmm. We did it so big we might have had one of the first super spreaders in Milwaukee. We didn't know, like no one knew COVID was like here. I just remember our last event was a D'Angelo tribute on like, it was like February 28th, the last day of February. Two weeks later, our offices are closed and and our theater's closed. So it's crazy. It's like one minute, there's like, 200 people sweating and partying at an after set and we're having a great time like oh this is great two weeks later it's like the the world changes yeah. right that year though we saw the potential of black history Month. Mm-hmm. so do you see yourself like internally trying to get back to 2020 Mm-mm. or like beyond that stop it 2020 <laughs> is gone i don't moonwalk <laughs> You know what I mean? I wish I could see you moonwalk, though. <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm a little old. Uh, knees don't, ankles don't don't move the same. But here's the thing, right? Every year, you you have to figure out how do you advance, how do you mm-hmm. elevate, right? But the the important part of that though is to be intentional. Too often, you know, every everyone has a dream, everyone has ideas. And too often, people forget the first step is intentionality. I mean, have y'all seen the schedule? Two films and two events a week. Mm -hmm. A week. Like, it was funny. I was talking to the team. I was like, all right, so, you know, I was like, man, last week was crazy, blah, blah, blah. It's like, Gerard, you know, we got, we have an event today, this morning with students, our Souls of Young Folk event. Then we have our screening of African Desperate tomorrow. Then we got black trivia. Trivia. Then we got black. I'm like, 
back to back that. Yeah, but you know that's how I like it. I'm one of those. I'm one of those people that I am a glutton for punishment when it comes to the things I love to do. I always complain about how stressed out, how tired I am, but I always do more. Mm-hmm. And then I'm always. I suffer from extreme anxiety. So I'm always anxious and I'm like, why did I do this? Why do I put myself through this? But I can't help it. But the good part about all of this, your anxiety perhaps included, is just the fact that it's always so successful because there just seems to be a huge thirst or huge like desire for this mm-hmm. like people want this programming I, people want these films people want to see themselves on the east side at the oriental in the community and other places to support black lens i like thirst better than desire yeah i like to think of black history month as one big thirst trap <laughs> right we know y'all thirsty we know y'all want this come get it in abundance Kim and I are going to be going to a few events and screenings but the one i think that we're going to together this upcoming week is the Black Love Shorts and the featured event Afrosexology. But what are you looking forward to? Um, wow. I actually forgot about the Black Love Shorts. This I week is kind of crazy. This week we're doing too much. Shorts. Oh my goodness. We're, I saw that first in 2020 and I was yeah. like, I this so, needs to happen all the time. Amazing. So that yeah. so the whole black love through a black lens thing we've been doing, that is mm. Tayana Clayton Mallet, our sister in Maryland. This was her baby. Black Love mm. Through a Black Lens. She came up with it. And so the first year we did it was 2017, and it was to coincide with the 20th anniversary of Love Jones. Mm. Brought in Lorenz Tate. That. Yeah, that changed everything. That. So yeah, sad. that I was that was the uh the turning point for Black Lens. And she was like, Well, let's do a complimentary event where we talk about depictions of black love and mm-hmm. sexuality and intimacy on screen. And it was great. And we've just, we just made it a tradition. Well, what makes black love different and so special that it needs to be highlighted on its own with two different events? You have the, the shorts and then you have the event that later that night. People know that. Grew up on film. That was my thing with my mother, me and my mother every weekend. But not just film. Like I'd watch television shows and my mother, I just grew up in a household where my mother explained things to me at a young age. And I remember her explaining to me, I remember this TV show called St. Elsewhere. I think it was Denzel Washington's, one of his first big roles. And I remember my mother at the, at the time explaining to me, do you see this man, this fine black doctor? How come he doesn't have a relationship? Everyone else on the show has a relationship. Not him. And I remember, I was like, I don't care, so what? What does that mean? She was like, Gerard, there's no way that this guy doesn't have a love life, right? And she would, I remember her saying that to me. She would talk about the void, like the the, the invisibility of, of black intimacy, right? Mm. And I grew up understanding that black love is... I don't know if there's a fear of black love because black sexuality is interesting. We will show black sexuality in its more sort of carnal sort of um, right. We'll show black people having sex. Will we show them in loving, intimate, caring relationships? No, not as much. Right. 
Okay, Kim, so we just wrapped up week two of the Black History Month 2023 with Black Lens, featuring a variety of events and films around the Black experience. Yes. And there's two more weeks left. So if you guys are listening to this and you're interested, don't worry, you guys can go to so many great curated intentional events. As I've always said, I really enjoy when they bring these events together. They could do it any time of the year, but February, Black History Month is a perfect time to highlight all of black love, all of black life, black culture, music, yeah. everything. So we went to two events together this weekend. We did. Centered around black love. This is my favorite part of the Black History Month festival. Everything else is super amazing, but I, I'm, a, I'm a girl that loves love, dude. <laughs> so this is like centered for me. Can I can I say I hate love? Uh, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just kidding. But it was great. Though. No, it's fine. You can have your own. <laughs> my heart is to black. It. Yeah. my heart is just so. If you ca- caught me on a different day, I might have that same feeling. <laughs> so we went to the Black Love Through Black Lens short, and then we ended the night at the Black Love Through Black Lens Afro Sexology event. But yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the shorts. So Black Lens, Milwaukee Film, they've taken over officially the Oriental Theater. Mm -hmm. So we met there and we saw, I think, five shorts that really took us through the entire experience of just love, but specifically black love. So, I mean, we saw pieces that had no words, Mm -hmm. that had just, you know, sounds and visuals. Then we saw something about couples and clones. And then, you know, we also saw... LGBTQ experiences mm, yes. as well and people kind of finding themselves through the process. So we, we, yeah. we saw a lot. My favorite thing about this is that they were so diverse, but they centered around this theme. The first one opened up about, you know, love through sisterhood. That was kind of yeah. interesting and really mm-hmm. cool. And it was so beautiful. I think it was filmed on like a Kodak film. My favorite though was the clones. <laughs> that was so funny. It it's basically what you you hear it. It's this it's couple, exactly what you yeah. think. It's this couple that were like they're they need some cash. They're going to get fifteen thousand dollars. They signed up for this experiment, and they would have to just house their own clones in the three house. of their clones. Yeah, each. Yeah, it was great. I loved how the people in the theater were just so like honest with their reaction. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes I go to a movie theater and it's quiet and it's not supposed to be quiet Mm -hmm. you're just like oh okay you're like scared to eat your popcorn yeah and and (laughs) sometimes you don't want to hear people talking in the back but this was definitely crowd participation but in the theater you know so we both really loved the clones but after walking out of the movie theater you kind of talked about how another film kind of resonated with you yes clones was hilarious as we said (laughs) but i really liked this film called Tinder. And I'm just going to read the little snippet of what it's about. It says, after an unexpected one night stand, two women at very different stages of their lives share an even more intimate morning after. Mm -hmm. I really appreciated that just for the whole, you know, lesbian part of it. That was amazing. But then just to show you that love can happen however you want. You just got to, again, let your guard down. Yeah. You know what I really loved about that movie is that it redefined a bit what intimacy was like. Yes. It wasn't centered on the sex. You it know, was just so great, great because oftentimes I think people kind of think that you you just have to sleep with someone to connect with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's so hard talking about the things that really like affect you or to really be raw and bare with someone. So it was yeah. very beautiful to show that. Thank you for sense. breaking it down like yeah, that. I appreciate that because that's exactly what we went through. And I know that you had mentioned it made you kind of look inside and process and ask your own self questions. Yeah, more I think with the events, but a little bit also with film because Mm -hmm. the beautiful thing about movies is that 
you kind of see yourself represented up there mm -hmm. and it gives you a vocabulary of things that you might not be familiar with because you're just seeing it. I started connecting with myself because I am not in my finding love era. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, it made me, I don't know. It just like made me think about my own self and like, am I ready to get back out there? Maybe I am, or maybe I have to, it maybe redefine my definition of love because I have a lot of love for my friends and family and for yeah. myself. It's just. But what does that look like in a more serious yeah. partnership? Or like sorta? Yeah. maybe why do we always want just romantic love? And that's true. Yeah. And, so. and when we, after the movies, we ended up going to another event, the yes. sexology event. And that's um, where that big question is. <laughs> and about. that's where that question came because part of that discussion with Afro sexology, they are out of St. Louis, a duo. Part of the discussion came with, you know, how do you define love? Mm -hmm. And is love just between two people or can yeah. there be more people there? And maybe, you know, that the sexual part of, of your relationship is just between you two. But you find other folks who maybe can give you more emotional support mm -hmm. or just the friendship that you need. And yeah, it. I think it stretched me, too. I was thinking <laughs> to myself, I'm like, man, you know, what stage am I in in this whole love spectrum yeah. and the spectrum of life? And do I really know myself? How much do I know myself? I don't think I know myself as much as other people. So that was very interesting <laughs> to see. Delisha and Raffaella from Afro Sexology, like had such an amazing presence that mm -hmm. they made that whole space comfortable about talking about the uncomfortable, which yeah. is sex. And the way they broke it down, they first asked us what our turn-ons are and what our turn-offs are. And those did not have to be sexual. No. It could literally just be someone who is a poor dancer or someone yeah. who just is not emotionally intelligent. And that was so great to just like have everyone in the audience scream things that turn them on, like from silk, from smelling good yeah. or turn offs, like maybe a messy room. I was like, man, I, I probably should clean my room. That's you know? my <laughs> one, one, one. I was like, oh, but, you're right. But I, I, when, when someone said that, like the whole crowd said, oh, yeah, because seriously, cleanliness yeah. is important. It is. It is. <laughs> but I think the conversation went more than just sex. There was a lot of aspect of what would you do in this situation? Mm -hmm. One of them was, a relationship was in seven years and the, the, one of the partners doesn't want to be in a monogamous relationship. How do you how do you approach that? And the audience gave very insightful but different answers, mm -hmm. which is okay. That is not the only thing that they are doing for Black History Month. In right. fact, we're only in week two out of four weeks. And the month is packed with so many amazing other films and events like the ones that we discussed and you're going to a few of them. I'm going to go see the film Loudmouth, Juneteenth, and one about fire music. This talks about jazz. Then, in terms of the events, I'm going to, in retrospect, the life and times of Kendrick Lamar. And then uh, I think I'm also going to go to the For the Soul, the food tasting and mm -hmm. conversation. So we'll see about that. But definitely that Kendrick Lamar event. What about you? Yeah, I, I, I just looked at my schedule because I initially was like, I'm not going to go to that Kendrick Lamar event. But we just discussed that that Friday is available for me. Yes. So I'll see you there. And I actually don't really know much about... Like, I listened to Kendrick Lamar, but if you just asked me, like, about his influence or his story, I wouldn't really know much. So I'm very excited to take a backseat and to learn. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going, hopefully, to the For the Soul, a narrative food tasting and conversation on Sunday, February 26th. And I think the only two movies I'm seeing is Fire Music. You just said that's about jazz in the mm -hmm. 60s and 70s. Okay. But also the oversimplification of her beauty. This movie, I believe, came out in 2018, and it was a very cool art film, and it's centered around the beauty of a woman, but like how if you focus on the beauty of this woman, 
that simplifies her. So I'm mm. excited to see that. And I okay. believe it's I believe it's produced by Jay Z. You may have changed my mind because I yeah. didn't even. I was like, hmm, I don't know no, about that one. But looks, maybe I will take it that one. If you watch the trailer of that one, it looks super super cool. So I'm excited to see it. This is a way that you can connect with this month with being intentional. Yes. With your action and to step in, in a community that is inviting and inclusive. It's also a really great fun time. So do it. Yeah, <laughs> and I want to say, I mean, just like with I know we celebrate different cultures at different times mm-hmm. and we celebrate different people at different mm-hmm. times of the year but this is just a starting point maybe for some this yeah. is a continuation for others but the point is this stuff is year round this stuff is cyclical this stuff is inviting and we are we all have some point of connection that we can bond on so yes go in learn what you don't know embrace other things you know just just have a good time that's what it's here for and definitely respect the culture and you know respect the culture respect the culture thank you so much kim this was so fun thank you hey radio milwaukee family you tune in to us and now we want to tune into you From now until February 17th, we'd love for you to spend a few minutes taking our listener survey. Your responses will let us know what you dig about what we're currently doing and give us feedback on how to make it even better. As an added incentive, all complete responses are entered to win a $150 gift card to Black Shoe Hospitality Restaurant. You can find our survey online at Radio Milwaukee or hyphen.org. I'm here with Jenny Tita, Chief Education and Engagement Officer at the Milwaukee Repertory Theater. And to celebrate Black History Month, we are highlighting the arts. And this program is very special because it's for high school students. So the first question is gonna be right off the bat. For those in our listeners that don't really know Next Narrative uh, Monologue Competition, what is it? So the Next Narrative Monologue Competition is a program that was created by True Colors Theater in Atlanta. And they have commissioned up to 50 black playwrights to write monologues specifically for high school students around 10 different themes that are relevant today. Why did you feel or why did the organization feel that this needed to happen or you needed to include this type of program? So True Colors Theater prior to this competition, had the August Wilson monologue competition. Mm -hmm. It's been on my radar for years to be a part of this national competition. Mm -hmm. And uh, knowing that Milwaukee would be such a great location for this because there are such a huge variety of high schools and youth and just Milwaukee's rich diversity, I think would have been such a great Mm -hmm. way to be able to bring and give this opportunity to youth. And then I had talked to a couple of other colleagues across the Mm -hmm. country and said, hey, if I were to bring this competition to Milwaukee what would that mean it's like just do it there's no there's no argument for it just do it it is so impactful Alexandra Wood is also in the room with us and she's a past contestant and won first place in regionals for the next narrative monologue competition which means that you were able to go to New York City to compete in nationals and then you took home third place congratulations how would you describe your experience in one word I guess I can say shape-shifting in the sense Mm. of how much you are able to expand through this competition and how much you can grow and develop and blossom as a person, as a performer, as a friend, as just a colleague, whatever it might be. So I would definitely say shape-shifting, life-changing. Yeah. <laughs> we heard it here, folks. It does actually sound life-changing, and I'm, I'm really happy to experience that. Did it feel like it was something you wanted to do that you knew you were going to be good at? Were you hesitant about it? What was your headspace at that moment? 
Well, to be completely honest, I was actually <laughs> not considering doing the competition. <laughs> I mean, I've been performing and loving theater and all things performing arts my whole life, but at that moment, I am a typically pretty busy person. I like to be involved in yeah. a lot of things, and so both Ginny and Jeff Moser, they mentioned it in like our classes, but I was like, I don't think this one is something I'm going to yeah. really do. And I kid you not, I'm on a plane coming back home from California with for a family trip. This is like Tuesday and the audition is that Saturday. And Jeff reaches back out and emails like, okay, I know you're not very sure, but just give this one more shot. Just, just, just think about it. Here's the compendium. And I'm like, okay, let's be open-minded. You know, mm-hmm. I'll try. I look through it and I kind of find three I like, but then I find the one and I'm like, I guess I'm doing this now. And I think it's just crazy how things work sometimes. Mm -hmm. They work in mysterious ways that you never think they would. And yeah, so that's kind of how I got into the competition. What what piece did you connect with? (laughs) Right off the bat, I connected with One Second by Rachel Lynette. When I read it, I was just like, that's my piece. I don't know. It was just that that's my piece. I connected with the character and the story that was being told in the piece. Mm-hmm. It just spoke to me. And I feel like I really resonated with what was being said in the monologue with where I was currently in my life. For those I that think, don't know about anything about that play, just if you can summarize it in like a sentence, what is it about? One second specifically was based off of a young girl who's at a party, I believe her birthday party, and she's kind of going through a lot, you know, a lot of high expectations in her life, a lot going on and you know it's kind of hard to then just be present in the moment when so much Mm. is going on inside and you're filled with maybe stress anxiety whatever it might be and then this person walks in on her the someone that she'd never expected to walk in on her and all of those emotions just end up coming right out honestly i'm fine seriously i just I'm okay. It just feels very stupid to say the feeling of getting older feels like a trap. That one day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be 35 working a corporate job looking out my front window thinking these were the good days. And I'm going to have to wear business suits and heels and smile even when I feel empty inside. And I just... If I'm already doing that now, do I want a lifetime of that? There should be a way to pause. Like, like I don't want to do... I'm not thinking about it. I just wish there was a pause button, you know? Jenny, why is this so valuable for young people? I think it's valuable for young people because A, representation mm-hmm. matters, right? And being able to have access to theater regardless of your experience Mm -hmm. I can count on my hands how many theater high school theater programs there are in the city you know there's not a lot within the city of Milwaukee Mm -hmm. so accessibility is huge Mm -hmm. because there's so much that you know if you've not been exposed to it, if it's not something that's been part of your curriculum, if it's not something that's been part of your everyday life, then how do you know that this might be something you want to do? So I think being able to find some, find that passion and be able to have access to something that you didn't know that you needed. 
When I think of the work that moves me, I think of films, music, and theater because it's a way to bring attention to important issues or to celebrate the history and the heroes that brought us to this moment. It's universal, but it just feels so individually personal. Often asking, how did they get it right? This feeling I can't explain. So for this Black History Month, take that opportunity to dive in an intentional narrative. We focused on two organizations that are celebrating this month, Black Lens with their Black History Month program that is packed throughout this entire month, and the next narrative monologue competition that is happening February 15th, where high school students perform contemporary monologues from 50 Black playwrights. There's so many other organizations and people in the city that are doing things this month. And just like Kim said, participate in the culture, respect the culture. This is your host, Salam Fathayed. Thank you to Nate Imig, our executive producer, Kiri Salinas, our audio production manager, Brett Krasgowski is our web editor. Thank you to our marketing team led by Sarah Lar. Graphics and our wonderful logo is made by Aaron Bagata. Our community engagement coordinator is Mallory Wallace and Dan Reiner handles our social media accounts. And a big, big thank you to our city loving members for making Uniquely Milwaukee possible. If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast and tune in next week for the next episode of Uniquely Milwaukee.